Got to get it in. Here's Luca. Gets it away. It's gold. A Doncic dagger. Well, welcome to Hoops and Cards. I, I don't plan on doing an episode every day, but after last night's Clippers crazy comeback to beat my Jazz, I just had to say some stuff. So <laughs> it was exciting, but oh man, the hobby. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Have a great weekend, and uh, thanks for tuning in here. I got a couple of random thoughts. Uh, number one has to do with the Celtics trading Kemba Walker. Possibly or probably signals the the rebuild or at least retooling the offense uh, around Jason Tatum there in Boston and so that for them this is the first of a series of moves that have got to happen I don't know why Ainge and Stevens or whoever thought they had the 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 team ready to go to be a to be a finals contender I never would have considered them that so yeah more things to come for Boston uh, I don't value Kemba I think he's a decent offensive player who uh, struggled with injuries, but when he's on, he's incredible. Uh, going to Oklahoma City, though, uh, they, this is not them uh, adding him to a core for an extended number of years. They did this for the number one uh, first-round draft pick that they got from Boston in this, pick 16. And I, if the stats are correct, Oklahoma City has four first-round picks in this year's draft, like next month. So are they collecting even more assets to trade or to, to draft guys to surround the young core of Shea, Gilgis, Alexander. Absolutely. I love what OKC is doing. Love what they did with this trade. Watch out. Watch out world. I think the number one guy whose card values were helped or were assisted by this trade, I think it's a long-term message to both Shea Gilgis Alexander, hey, we're building around you. We're gonna we're gonna acquire all the assets we need. We're willing to take on a large contract to do that in a trade. And they're gonna probably re you know, they're probably gonna move Kemba Walker before the trade deadline next year, maybe sooner, to get even more picks. So I'm excited for what they're doing around SGA. Boston is saying, look, uh, we realize Kemba wasn't a fit here. And guys that can't stay healthy aren't a fit here. And guys that can't create their own shots, oops, did I just say that or guard anyone? They're not a fit here. So there you go. You need guys a little bit younger and wing shooter defender types. More Jalen Browns and Marcus Smarts, although those guys might not be untouchable either. We'll see what Jay Tay wants them to do. Overall, I love the move for both teams. And I don't think you need to declare a winner in every single trade. But for this one, I'm going OKC. And uh, second thought randomly about the market. Uh, you know, I do the five buys guy sells uh, episode like this. I do a five sells sometimes. And for those of you that are newer to the hobby, my last few episodes where I've talked with the Pack to the Future guys, their podcast with John from Basketball Card Guy, asked some great questions, had some great insights from them about, hey, what do you do in a down market? Uh, do you sell and say the bubble is over or do you have other things to do that will help you for the long term? Because nobody, guys, nobody that I'm talking to believes that the, the, the sports card market is down forever. Maybe it's 
uh, a little bit down from February's highs, or a lot, depending on what you bought into. But seriously, there are lots of other things to do right now. You know, one of the opportunities is the cards that were too expensive for you six months ago or four months ago. Now that they are they are at bargain basement prices, a lot of them. So you could see this as a time to sweep in on some deals or to reevaluate what you have and who you're investing in, because maybe your cards didn't drop because of the market drop. Maybe they dropped because the guy got hurt again or he wasn't as good of investment as some other guy or some other set. So you have a chance to trade. That's what we do at shows. That's what we do with uh, trade nights like they're doing in Youngstown coming up. Like that's what they do. Lots of people have been doing this for decades. And you don't have to sell and take the loss. You can trade and get on another elevator on its way up. You can trade your lower end or your lesser grade or the guys you're just not as enamored with cards to get on another train that's heading the right direction. You know, or that's a better bargain right now. If you think Luca and LeBron are bargains right now, you'd be right. You would be right compared to what they've been in the last 12 to 16 months. So, so this market dip, drop, lull, whatever you call it, like going into the off season, even basketball card fans, it's an opportunity to reevaluate, reload. You know, if you need to do what Boston is doing and like unload some salary so you can make room for others do it because right now others are a bargain do it there are players that that they are on their way up or cards that will be back on their way up when the season approaches in october that you'll wish you had gotten on a different bus now you know the next four to six weeks is the time to do it so see this as an opportunity and finally third random thought guys i would love your feedback on this because i i'm enjoying interacting with some of you in in conversations DMs, uh, even on Twitter, you know, wherever, uh, we hoops and cards we have now we're kind of in a rhythm of three or four episodes a week. Uh, I get to see the stats of who's reading and how many are reading, but I would love your feedback on which series do you like the most? Five buys basketball cards, one Oh one, you know, predictions, interviews. Is there somebody you'd like me to bring on as a host pretty much every, or as a guest? I'll, I'll stay as the host if that's all right with you. Like, but to bring on guests, I love that. And uh, I get all kinds of uh, suggestions or recommendations and feedback. Or do you like, dude, I, I don't like the guests. I just want to hear Gary talk. I mean, thank you for that feedback. And, you know, I, I don't, I didn't come here with an ego. I came here to learn and talk and share. Um, but I am finding that it's, it's fun to do both options, right? The the interview, the panel conversation, and also just sometimes random spontaneous episodes like this where I give you five buys from the finals, not the NBA finals, the Eastern and Western Conference finals. And uh, so I'd love your feedback. Am I doing too many episodes? Uh, I'll just keep doing them when I feel like it because I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it for the love, baby, the love. Let's go. Wait, I guess we already went, but my point is, uh, yeah. Love your feedback. If you'd say, hey, I'd like a little more of this or a little less of this. Or I've done episodes where, you know, <laughs> like I did one of these where I interviewed somebody and I was really loud and they were really not. So I listened to that that episode like on roller coaster uh, with my volume button because I got to get better at editing this stuff. It's all it's all part of the, the journey of. And if you want to start a podcast, let's talk because I think I think they're a blast and they're good. But. All that to say, those were some random thoughts. Let me get to the five buys for the conference finals. Drumch.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Man, I'm just so, I can't wait for the Western Conference Finals now that we know the Clippers and, and yeah, I wanted the Jazz, but the Clippers watching that game Six was just insane. Clippers coming back from down, what, 22 at half. Uh, oh, man. Uh, literally. <laughs> I, I, Terrence Mann coming out party, 39 points. Game of his life. But if you guys have watched or listened or know what this, this young man is, uh, it was great to see all the Clippers play with such attitude, passion, attacking. And, and Ty Lu who... I appreciate as a Cavaliers fan what he did for and how well he coached in some very difficult series and making adjustments against a Golden State team that seemed unbeatable. Well, that's exactly what Ty Lue did last night against the Jazz. And uh, wow, to, to see them make that incredible comeback and see guys, see guys like Nick Batum and Reggie Jackson and... Uh, Patrick Beverly. I mean, these guys were hitting all kinds of shots, but oh, Paul George on fire most of the second half. And Terrence Mann, I was pretty pumped to look back at at one of my episode, one of our five buys episodes when I just talked about Clippers and said, if you want to buy a lottery ticket, a guy who, if he gets time, is capable of twenty five points or more on any given night, and uh, to see him do that, that was just so much fun. I, I couldn't believe it, and uh, I was excited. So I actually went on StarStock.com and eBay, and I don't know if you've ever done this during a um, during an actual game when you can tell a guy is on fire. Uh, you know his character on that on that PlayStation game is heating up. There's like fireballs shooting when he shoots a three, and uh, so I went on eBay and and I just searched for like Prism Silver you know, Terrence Mann, PSA, nines and tens, and stuff was selling left and right. I would click on something and it would say, this item is not available, or this item just sold, or or your offer not accepted because this one sold too. And I'm like, wow, um, people do watch games and buy. And he's a guy that was and has been overlooked in so many of our conversations about the 2019 rookies. I mean, we've been too busy talking about Ja and Zion and RJ Barrett and Kobe White and Darius Garland and I could name 20 other guys. PJ Washington, Keldon Johnson, Darius Basley. There are so many good young players. So Terrence Mann just, um, you know, following behind all the big names that, that, that started out hot last year. Tyler Hero, you know, Anyway, point being, Terrence Mann was a bargain 24 hours ago, and now his cards are on fire, and some of you are reselling, but here we are entering the Western Conference Finals, and they're going to need some Terrence Mann, and the thing that was fun to watch about his game was uh, really just on fire, 
taking shots where at times uh, Rudy was closing out on him, he'd still make the shot from three in the corner. They had a lot of corner threes, actually. They would work the matchups, get a guy open in the corner. Rudy would close out sometimes, sometimes he wouldn't, and Terrence Mann still nailed those shots. But Terrence Mann also made some incredible drives to the basket, attacking the rim, driving and dishing as if he were Kawhi Leonard. I think if Kawhi Leonard had had that game last night, 39 points, we'd all be talking about him this morning and buying Kawhi rookies. And he's already been on the map for so long. So Terrence Mann, it would be easy to say he's a buy for the next series, because he is. But I could probably say the same thing about Paul George. I could say the same thing about Reggie Jackson. And and uh, really, the Clippers are... I think either of these teams, Clippers and Suns, very scary right now. In fact, uh, I'm this close to just saying, look, whoever comes out of the West is winning it all. They have everything they need. Both teams have veteran, battle-tested superstars. Chris Paul, hopefully he comes back in time to give the Suns a chance in this series. But then on the Clippers side, of course, Kawhi and Paul George and Reggie Jackson and Patrick Beverly just just was basically hugging Donovan Mitchell for most of the second half, and you kind of had to. I don't understand why the, the Jazz coach did not make more uh, adjustments. It seemed like he's like, I'm just going to stick with Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert until, well, until we lose. Those guys were defensive liabilities. Those guys were offensive liabilities. They could not keep up with nor chase the high flyers. But again, not just Terrence Mann. Reggie Jackson was unstoppable. Nobody was guarding that guy yesterday. Nobody, let alone anyone on the Jazz. And I also question Utah's use of timeouts at all. Their recognition of, hey, once this once this got from 25 to 20 to 15, you got you got to make major changes because. There were things that just Royce O'Neal was doing well that Rudy wasn't. And there were things that, uh, anyway, my point is Utah is out. I still love Donovan Mitchell. Maybe this means we get some deals on his cards coming up uh, here in the offseason. That's what I'll be looking for. But for the Western Conference Finals, a couple of my five buys here would be from the Clippers. Yes, Terrence Mann, still a, still a buy. I would watch him over the next 48 hours to, you know, two to four days and uh, decide for yourself if you want to keep him long-term. I think he's going to be a good player long-term. I think he proved, he's already proved this season, but certainly last night that he's a starter for somebody in the league and an impact player. He, he just is. This is the kind of player that every team just craves. A guy with relentless energy, inside, outside games, smart passer, plays within the team, like, Great wing defender. Like I would, I would love for my Cavaliers to have a Terrence Mann. I hope, I hope Isaac Okoro is something like him. The point here is, yes, he's still a buy. I also love Paul George. I think, uh, you know, with with Kawhi possibly still out for Game One or possibly Game Two, I think Paul George has to be center stage again. It's still his team here, and. Uh, you know, he's more consistent than Morris and Reggie Jackson and, and Batum, of course. So I think Paul George, he's one of my five buys right now. Uh, not just for a short-term flip, but I think his cards are undervalued already. And if he leads this team to the finals against the Suns, if he's the guy guarding Devin Booker in crunch time or the guy getting hot 
that Devin Booker can't stop in crunch time. I think Paul George has sees his career go up a notch. On the other side, for the Suns, I would say, here's who, here's what I'm thinking. Chris Paul, COVID protocols, we all know about that. Uh, Suns were hoping that they'd get more time to wait for game one. Here it is, already upon us. Don't know if Chris Paul's playing tomorrow. And so you have to start looking at, well, who steps up in the meantime, gets playing time and gets points for the Suns. And I did a little bit of research, not much, but I would just say this puts more on the shoulders of Devin Booker, who already should be a buy for you. But who on the Suns is going to step up and score more? And I know who it's not. At least I don't think it's going to be DeAndre Ayton. I think he's he's still consistent. 2010 or 22 and 13 or 19 and 11. Like he's still that guy and that's still worth buying. But I'm saying the guy that, that has to step up short term and that has potential long term is Michael Bridges. So I've heard his name said Mikhail, 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 <laughs> like Bridges, M Bridges. Anybody with the last name Bridges is a buy for me right now. Miles Bridges. Yeah, you're still the man. But Michael Bridges, Mikhail Bridges, you are the guy for the Suns, dude. You got to step up. You got to step up, and you have every now and then, but you're the wing scorer shooter that they need. You know, a long shot is Cam Johnson. A long shot is Cameron Payne. But I think I think Bridges is the most likely to have have his have his star Devin Booker and his coaches look at him and say, "Dude, uh, if we were to have a chance in Game One, we need you to score. We need you to shoot the rock, and we need you over there shutting down or taking some turns guarding D Book." But uh, Bridges is a buy for me right now. And some of that's because he's still cheap. Some of that's because, look, he's got to step up for the Suns. So he's a buy if you believe in the Suns. If you think the Clippers are just going to show up and blow them out without Kawhi Leonard and and think that the that, that, that second half Clipper team we saw last night, that's the, that's the real Clippers, then don't buy Bridges at all. Don't touch him. But if you think the Clippers also played the first half last night and looked awful against Jordan Clarkson, Donovan Mitchell, and the Utah Jazz, like maybe the real Clippers are somewhere in between that and Bridges is going to have an impact. So some of my buys right there, Western Conference, I think guys that got eliminated, their prices will drop a bit more and you'll pick up some deals on that Donovan Mitchell rookie. Well, sometimes the most fun things about sports are the surprises or times when, you know, I just saw greatness and I got to admit I was wrong. I made predictions about the the conference playoffs, NBA playoffs, and uh, guys, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I did not foresee Milwaukee bringing this back around and taking it to game seven, but here we are and uh, so pumped about Milwaukee-Brooklyn Game 7. So excited about Atlanta-Philly Game 7. The the Eastern Conference uh, just as must-see TV this weekend. So I, w- I want to talk a little bit about the buys from, from these four teams, even though, okay, even though only two of them will advance. And, and you can, this may help you get in early because I think by the time a team clinches the next round, it might even be too late to buy a couple of these dudes. Uh this is a big moment for Trey Young. Not going to lie. You all know it. It's not rocket science to say Trey Young is a buy. But isn't isn't Trey Young a buy only if they advance? 
I'm talking short term for for the next week, impacting the next three, four months of his card values. It feels like if Trey Young wins, if the ATL wins, then Trey Young is reaching a level that, you know, when I made my little predictions, I thought Luka Doncic and Donovan Mitchell were ready to make this leap. Apparently not. I thought the Hawks didn't have enough around Trey Young to, to help them advance this far. Apparently, I was wrong. I want to apologize to Trey Young and Atlanta Hawks Nation or world or whatever you guys are. I, I Trey Young, hello. You know, and this this team is fired up. And and the fun part about these playoffs, guys, is to see players step up with a clutch, just fierce attacking mentality in the team the times when they need it the most. These uh like Reggie Jackson last night, just attack, attack, attack. Trey Young in most of these playoff games. Right? Guys that Guys that are bringing attitude, guys that are playing, not not backing down from the moment, but stepping up and saying, like Terrence Mann, I, I was born for this. And Trey Young is right there. And not that Luca and Donovan Mitchell didn't do that, okay? I'm just saying, Trey Young, if they get to the finals, wow. I don't even know who else to look at on the Hawks. You know, this is where we all thought somebody like DeAndre Hunter would be helpful. Uh, but really, Trey Young's the only consistent scorer. I'm glad John Collins posterized Joel Embiid once, but overall, I think Collins has not taken a step forward from what he was doing last year. I just think the team overall is better, and I think Clint Capella makes a massive difference in everything these guys do. So so I'm saying Trey Young for sure, but again, you decide if it's a buy now because I think he's going to the, fi- the conference finals, or or if you notice even even throughout the course of the game against Philly, that, yeah, I don't think Atlanta's pulling this out, then maybe don't pull the trigger right now, you know? Uh, if you're looking at Philly, Embiid, sure, but I don't I don't have confidence in Embiid's, either his health or his position. I'm still skeptical about the center position and what happened to Rudy last night. Oh, my word, did Ty Lue expose the, the myth of defensive player of the year? When you put five smaller dudes on the court that are athletic, that can create their own shots, and that can nail threes and stretch the floor, what what do you need a center for? Because then, then well, the funny thing was, okay, now I'm talking about the West again. The funny thing was, like, even when you thought rim protector, eh, well, it didn't matter. Reggie Jackson attacked the rim and made shot after shot after shot. I don't know how many angles that guy used off the glass, but it was like, holy cow. Who? Why is Rudy Gobert in the game? And then... And then you have the same thing happening from Terrence Mann, Paul George. It's like, I'm skeptical that Joel Embiid, that a center, can lead his team to the finals. So there, Embiid, prove me wrong, dude. But my pick, if I'm buying Sixers, is Seth Curry. Seth Curry. I like Tobias. I like Shake. I like Tyrese Maxey. But Seth Curry has been consistent. He's hot. He's going to match Trey Young shot for shot in this game seven and there's a chance where Seth Curry could put two Curries on the map as far as like making it to the finals, playing in huge games and, and cards flying off Starstock and eBay. So Seth Curry guys, before it's too late, especially if you think he's going to advance, that's my guy for that series. And then the other uh, game seven, let's talk a little bit about Milwaukee and Brooklyn. I am not, you guys know, not a Brooklyn fan. I am rooting 
I'm rooting for Chris Middleton and Giannis to have the games of their life here in Game 7 and advance. And I think Chris Middleton, if that's the case, Chris Middleton is the bye. Now, if you think they're going all the way to the finals and winning it, that's when I say, all right, if that's what you think right now, then buy, buy some Giannis. Do that. But I think Chris is still undervalued, still underappreciated. Most people still don't consider him uh, a worthy, you know, Batman here or Robin here to, to Batman Giannis. But he is. He is. And for him to just, the stage keeps getting bigger as they advance and Middleton keeps putting up more and more points. So for him to do it and win a game seven against Brooklyn would be incredible for him to do it in the next series and knock off. Who did I say they're going to knock off? Atlanta. For Chris to step up in these coming games uh, is going to make his card value and his reputation go up as he deserves. He's always been producing. So if I'm picking a Milwaukee player for my five buys, it's still Chris Middleton and really nobody else. If I'm picking a Brooklyn net, it's got to be James Harden. James Harden uh, has been hurt. James Harden looked terrible. And then you look at the box score, (laughs) still played 40 minutes and had what, 17 points. So like a below average James Harden, still uh, the, the second best player and gonna have to step up to help KD. And if he does, and then they make it to uh, face Atlanta, I think I think they would beat the Hawks too, right? You really think, do, you, do any of you really think the Hawks would knock off KD in this team? Nope. So James Harden has, has the most to gain. I'm still watching him. He's my other buy here. And guys, Joe Harris, uh, <laughs> are you watching Joe Harris? Giannis Middleton on the 41 finished, and Middleton cashes another 